goes out to all the homies who have been missed. always confused because I am health conscious but not today but maybe tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> and tomorrow's a good day because I will be living it up at McDonald's Mickey D's. nothing really knows how Mickey D's nuts <laughs> we really need lyrics prepared dude you need lyrics prepared, <laughs> not me. Hey, he busted out the guitar and he's like, you said, you said you down? What do you think my response is going to be? Of course a yes, but I'm not the one singing. Of course you I'm are. down. Busts out a guitar, I'm down. I don't have anything prepared, but I'm down. Right? Which is why we admire you at the 2AM podcast. We got preparation. Maybe you as the writer should be the lyricist as well. Ooh. Maybe. There's a difference between <laughs> touche. <laughs> I must say that is touche. But welcome back to episode number 79. I would say that was a douche, if you ask me. Oh, wow. Very. We are almost 20 episodes away from Big Hundo. Yes. So what are we doing for Big, Big Hundo? Zero, that's, zero. that's the real question. We'll discuss that off the air. But off, off the air? Off the live. Maybe if there was some air in here. God. Yeah. At this point, I just want to demolish this building. I like how back in the older episodes, mm -hmm. uh, for any of the listeners who are very attentive, I think it was episodes like like the late 40s into around the early to mid 60s The sweaty range. ones? Oh, yeah. Like, at the start of an episode, we'd be looking normal, and then towards the end, it's just dripping sweat. <laughs> like, we're peeling yeah. the shirt off of it's us. Like we've run a marathon. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was like uh, episode 30, 40-something. I literally dipped. I was like, I can't handle this. And I dipped outside to go <laughs> like, breathe. Really? I literally almost like I remember boked. it. I almost boked outside. I do not remember that. <laughs> wow. Heat makes you boak? No, no, but that's actually day, yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Really? I mean, yeah. It's not Have good you for your body, bro. Stroke? You ever heard of a sauna? You ever had a heat stroke? Yeah, I've heard of a sauna. No, because I'm infallible to heat strokes. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're a, a genetic am, god. Yeah. I am the suntan. You're the only Lord. perfection to ever land on this Bro, planet. Bro, you are suntanning in 48 degree weather. Like, come on. 
There's still cold air to breathe. <laughs> Bro, su- summer is going to be intense, though. Yeah. Catch Zade outside on a day that's like 48 degrees. The UV index said it was 7, bro. Yeah, bro. Speaking of, today it was an 8. Was I knew it, he was going to bring it up. So, yeah, I at, an eight, eight, I was six. at an 8, it takes me about 20 minutes to get almost like 10 to 12,000 IUs worth of sun mm. exposure, can which you, is a lot. Can you tell the listeners what your IU preferred exposure should be? Yeah. And how you would attain... For the listeners? A stable amount, yeah. No, just your routine. Mm-hmm. Not for the listeners. How do you do it? Yeah. I just get out in the sun and stay as long as possible. But how do you measure the IUs? Is there ah, a... I have an app called D-Minder, and it's a free app where you can, ideally you get a blood test before to check your vitamin D status, but you download the app, you track each session, and then, uh, yeah, it goes into the total sum of your blood test results. So we can call that app an index of information about this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the index of information. Mm. Listen, listen, it's the inner uh, punny guy that's trying to come out right now. But um, okay. <laughs> D-Minder? Free app, yeah. Nice. This Technology. is not a sponsor, but would love to be somehow. Yeah, you never know. We could actually get sponsored by <sighs> D-Minder, you know what to do. Send you a message. Yeah. You'll hear from us soon. From our legal team, which is me. <laughs> Proposing. Yeah. So, what is on the mind today? I know Zade wants to get cold. Cold? Yeah. Ah, I do have some information that might start with you. So, I am I'm definitely a fan of uh, cold exposure and uh, taking cold showers. The 2 a.m. Wim Hof? Yes. I don't have access to ice baths as of yet. Hopefully, we can get that in the new stew. Or our ideal stew. One trip to Costco, bro. You're chilling. Just go swim in the ocean for an hour. Like. Yeah, basically. But okay, I have some scientifically backed data on cold yeah. exposure. That's very Be- interesting. Uh, before we get to that, what I'm actually like, I know, like, obviously, you sit in the water. But do you sit in the water, or do you have to like move around? I think most people can't even stand still in the water for more than half a second. So you're gonna move around whether you want to or not for cold. Yeah. For uh, what is that? Cold shock therapy. I mean, if for the Wim Hof method, they he basically goes into like well, he's a savage. ice lake, yeah. yeah. But he teaches people, normal people, how to do it. So you just stand still, you close your eyes. It's like a meditation in cold water. Yeah, you're trying to get your uh, nerves under control. Is yeah, that, is that what you're doing? By the way, do not do any type of breathing if you're in cold water because you can pass out and drown. So, little disclaimer. You want to elaborate how that happens? Wait, like wait. no, no. Um, no deep breathing. No, no, you do deep, slow breathing, but any rapid breathing. Hyperventilation. Yeah, okay. Hyperventilation, yes. That could uh, make you pass out. And then there have been accounts of people who have drowned. So My God. don't do that. Not only did he drown, he drowned in cold water. <laughs> the worst way to go out. My God. Okay. Not so. only are you dying, you're dying cold. <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> better I'm than actually... dying, honestly, better than dying hot, I would imagine. I mean, like yeah. you're dying death. either way. Well, that actually that uh, raises the question: if you had to, if you had to burn <laughs> to question. death, if you had to burn to death or drown, yeah. what would you prefer? Drown? Well, actually, I don't know. But right? You, you know what? You know what I think here. I think, I mean, both both circumstances are terrible, but I think that's <coughs> when we get into the idea of your brain. You just tap into like a different state. And it's almost like you don't feel the pain. You might you feel the pain in the beginning, You're but eventually feeling your lungs fill to capacity with water. Yeah, but eventually you get in such a state that it's like, you know, I see the light. 
And it's like, I feel like I'm going home. People have people have said that when so they're So we're going to drown Zade in the next episode. That's what we'll figure it out. <laughs> we're going to ask if he can see the light. Yeah. We'll have a medical staff present, yeah. which is our resident EMT. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's terrible either way. I know what it is. Okay, so Wim Hof. No, we won't. The Wim Hof method. You said it's backed by science. What, is, what does that mean? Well, a oh. Wim Hof method is a part of cold exposure. And cold Wim Hof is, is the guy that came up Although, with Although, sorry, if we're talking about Wim Hof and medical anom- anomalies, that man is a medical anomaly. He's done some shit. Like, they've done or composed tests on him, and it's unbelievable, like, some of the results they've gotten. Like, for example, didn't they inject him with a live uh, flu virus? I think it was E. coli. E. coli? Yeah, in his body, he was able to fight off the infection. My God, dude. He was able to control his autonomic nervous system. He has the black belt of (laughs) immunity. Look at that. Which is unheard of in science. Yeah. Before he did that, people, like scientists, said it was was impossible to do. So that gives you an idea of how, like... Who who he is, as, like, what his field was like. Not just him, but he's he's teaching normal people to do the same thing. Well, Mm. he also... What was the other one that he was famous for? He exposed himself. Well, he wasn't naked, but he was in an ice bath for, was it 8 or 12 hours? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, just an ice bath where they keep adding ice to make sure it's at a stable temperature. And I think it was his core body temp never dropped below. Like This crazy fucker did it in the middle of a city square, I think, too. That's insane. No, I thought he did it in the lab. I'm not. At I'm least not the photos I've, sure. and videos I've seen, it looked like it was in a yeah. lab setting. Uh, he could have been training. But he, he was able to control his his internal temperature. Yeah, that's... Uh, wait, so who is... W- describe this man. Do you know how to describe this man? His story, so... Where is he from? He, he's, he's he originally, I believe his wife committed suicide. And I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And for some reason, I don't know how we, he got to this conclusion, but something told him to jump into cold water. And from that point... It was just like, you know, he did it as therapy, I guess. It is. It's shock therapy. I, I, I would love to love it. I, I can't say I love it because it's torture. Oh, it's brutally <laughs> yeah, painful. Yeah, nobody, I mean. Except Wim Hof. Yeah. Like, like, nobody truly enjoys it's it. It's one thing to take a cold shower. You get used to that. But to do like Arctic he has the name temperatures for is insane. He has a name for it too, like Wim Hof. Like that's what you do when you when you enter cold water. You Wim and you Hof, dude. Like you're, you know, like you just get jiggy. With I feel it. like the Hof is the hyperventilation. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just that's awesome though. Um, but it's do, also it's also backed it. by science. Yeah. So Let's get to science. This comes from the work of Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who I know we're both fond of. Yes. We love Dr. Rhonda Patrick and the work do. she does. Um, but I'll be. Go ahead. No, no, continue. Sorry. I'll be explaining some quotes here. It's, it's going to go quite into depth, but mm-hmm. let's just get started. So one of the most c- consistent and profound physiological responses to cold exposure is a robust release of norepinephrine into the bloodstream. What makes norepinephrine so interesting is that it's not only a hormone, but also a neurotransmitter and, and is involved in vigilance, focus, attention, and mood. Mm. So it makes sense when you get into a cold shower, you get this this intake of energy, yeah. and after you get out of it, you're like, it's, it's way better than a cup of coffee in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it's a center of focus. You are the, um, it's like, a, it's like if, if a jitter was comfortable. If a jitter was If a caffeine jitter was comfortable. That's what it feels like, mm-hmm. to me at least. Mm-hmm. I've only done cold showers like three times in my life. 
I love hearing new studies like this because it allows me to think of like the evolutionary standpoint as to how that could affect us in a sense, like what were our ancestors doing differently that allowed this, right? For example, jumping into cold water in the morning or whatever yes. helps balance your mood, your, um, what else did you say? It was your mood. It was vigilance, your focus, vigilance, focus, stuff like that. And I imagine it was whoever the ones were that lived by cold water and jumped in in the morning, got that boost from it. They were able to go out, be better providers. Or maybe hot water was luxury. So exactly. you actually did not have the means to have hot water. That as well. That, and it makes sense that, because that we, know, we know Native Americans and um, certain tribes. Uh, also, the Russians do this to this day. They take their infants and expose them to, to cold. Ooh. Like they don't the Russians don't have a choice, bro. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, it's cold. Like Yeah. Get used to it or suffer. Like you'll stand next to a burning barrel and be like, damn, can I get warmer? <laughs> yeah. But uh at a certain at a certain temperature, norepinephrine is released um and it increases norepinephrine by five hundred and thirty percent and dopamine by two hundred and fifty percent. And for those who don't know what dopamine is. That's the feel-good chemical. We discussed this in the flow state episode, actually. If you want to, if you guys want to refer to that one, yeah. So ice baths and deep meditation in order <laughs> to raise your dopamine levels. But uh, you're familiar with heat shock proteins, right? From sauna use, you could say we're acquaintances. Yeah, believe it or not, there there's actually also cold shock proteins. Ah, and. Believe it or not, one of the one of the things that they've tested in rats is the potential of cold shock proteins to bring back lost synapses from the brain. Mm. Yeah, do tell, <laughs> do tell, do tell. For real though, like I, I'm actually right now just picturing my life with cold showers. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen, this Continue. interesting phenomenon was first observed from studies done on hibernating animals. Uh, however, when animals that hibernate warm back up, close to 100 percent of the synapses regenerate. Uh, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. But the best part is that it, the effect is not limited to just hibernating animals. It's also been shown in laboratory mice, which are very similar to human beings in terms of like genes mm. and stuff. Are those American laboratory mice or? <laughs> does it matter? <laughs> Apparently it does. Apparently American lab mice are all severely, what was it? They have like a large amount of genetic defects in them because <laughs> they've basically been breeding mice from like one same pool. I can see for that. For X yeah. amount of years. I think it was something like that. I'm trying to remember. There was like a weird debacle about American <laughs> test mice or bullshit. <laughs> They're all bullshit. <laughs> but I mean, um, like organic lab yeah. mice. Here's here's the here's the potential use case for human beings. <laughs> the mechanism by which the lost synapses regenerate was found to be dependent on boosting the activity of something called RBM3, a cold shock protein that is conserved in humans or observed actually not conserved. So we have it too. So this begs the question, can we introduce this form of therapy to people who either have a neurodegenerative disease or we can use this as a form to kind of avoid neuro neurodegenerative disease? I would imagine this is more on the preventative side than the uh, reactive side of care. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because I can't imagine taking somebody with ALS, like, for example, um, well, Stephen Hawking didn't have ALS. What did he have? It was, um, did he have ALS? I think it was ALS. Was it ALS? Anyways, I don't, just, I don't recall. Let's just what say it was take exactly. somebody with ALS, for, sure. for instance, right? I don't think dipping them into a cold pool and 
and then putting them into a no, sauna is going to make their yeah. cognitive function come back. But I do, I can imagine that in your youth, yeah, right, like ages eighteen to anywhere between anywhere below your forties, it can greatly reduce your chance of getting neuro neurodegenerative diseases such as that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It may, I mean, it makes sense at least from the laboratory studies. Maybe they need to do more to confirm it. Yeah, Not sure, but. And then uh, last quote on this topic, mice that were experimentally induced to have a neurodegenerative disease from prion infection when exposed to two rounds of the cold exposure procedure early in life were protected against the loss of synapses, allowing them to have more than twice as many synapses uh, as the mice that didn't get the treatment 12 weeks after being infected. Mm. The experimental cold stress also prevented cognitive and behavioral deficits that would have normally occurred in these mice as they progressed into later stages of neurodegeneration. So maybe if you're at risk, who's getting a call? We have a phone. Oh, it's the new iPad. Yeah, it's your <laughs> iPad, bro. It's the new iPad. Got a new it's, iPad. Guess who it is? It's Dr. Basil. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is this is very interesting stuff. Basil I just local I just believe that science is confirming an age-old tra- tradition that many cultures have been using for thousands of years. We... Our bodies are designed to experience variations in temperature, and I think it's harming us more than helping us that we're, you know, always in air-conditioned rooms at, like, the perfect 75 degrees. We're not exposing ourselves to temperature variations and stressing our bodies in that way. Yeah. So, as well as neurodegenerative, do you believe that there could be an immune effect that cold shock and heat shock proteins have? Yes. So, instead of just boosting um, brain function capacity... Uh, regenerating neurons, synapses, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Does it have um, like immune? What is it? Immunological effects? There's been, like, there's been I think there's been research uh, showing that it strengthens the immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that people who consistently do cold therapy don't get sick. Now, of course, they're usually following a healthy lifestyle, so all of that contributes. But there's definitely something to be said for that. Yeah, there's no like. 50-year-old chain smoker, hasn't run a mile since ever, you know, only been eating red meat consistently for how many years now? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I haven't been sick in a long time. That, and I that's really, good. Don't jinx it. I yeah. really contribute that to consistent use of cold therapy. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, what I'm, that's truly what, I, what I've been saying. Um, so growing up, I could just say this from now. Um, me, compared to my siblings and my parents, they always get sick. I was the only one where I can just, like, I can manage to shower and head out in, like, 30-degree weather. Completely wet. Nothing would happen. Um, I can sleep shirtless. Nothing would happen. You know, other people would do that, and then they would complain about it. They'd be like, yeah, stomach cramps or this. Or just, like, you know, I'm getting sick. I have the cold. I got the flu. I was grateful enough to not really experience much of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's due to how universal or versatile I am. I just do all these things, right? It's just, just a versatile so if I hear, knife of people. Bro. Exactly, dude. You get, you gotta try everything. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and, um, he was telling me about fasting and he's like, how, how do you do fasting for like two days or three days or even 16 hours? I can't, I get, I get angry. And I was like, Psh. Amateur. Anyway, you just sixteen don't, hours is bro, easy, you just, bro. You just don't eat. Yeah, you just don't eat, right? <laughs> you could do water. That's yeah. Fine. That's that's more than enough. Yeah, that's more than it's enough, right? Um, but I was telling him, like, generally, I think the way we should live our lives 
is to always put our bodies, use our bodies as an experiment, dude. Try different things. See how you feel, you know? Go on supplements for a week. See if you feel different. Go for, for a month. Start running for a month. Be careful with what supplements. Yeah, of but, course. Sorry, I just needed to say that. Yeah. And the, the main reason why both fasting and cold showers work is because of a principle called, called hormesis. Hormesis? So basically, it, it goes into the idea of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Of course, there's a lot of nuance there, but... Yeah. Well, coming from the king of nuance himself, <laughs> this shouldn't be much of a problem. <laughs> but when you when you introduce certain inputs, yeah, like a short-term stressor, that's what exercise is. If you take a blood test after you have a hard training session, your blood results look disastrous. Your inflammation goes through the roof. Yeah, that's why they tell you to fast before you come in for a blood test. That's why they tell you, like, take all these measurements before you come in to test, and then you can do whatever you want after. Yeah, you have to get an objective Because it has to be at a balance. Like, mm -hmm. at a balance. But... And it's not like you have to, you know, put yourself in a in an ice bath every day. It's just, if it's cold, take your jacket yeah. off. You here, can do very simple things. Here's to... something that happened in 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 real time, guys. This was probably back in like episode 67 when I started, but I had went and taken a blood test, and Zaid was here when I got the results, and I had him actually check my charts. Bro, right? I geek out over blood yeah. tests. Yeah, he was just like. See, let me see. Triglycerides. Okay, your cholesterol's like doing good, but it's like you should probably cut dip. And I'm like, okay, relax. <laughs> Let's just go through the list first, you know? And then I, he was like, this is what I suggest doing. Do this. Get your vitamin D from the sun. Try not to take it from pills. Blah, blah, blah. Do all that. Um, reduce your like peanut intake, I guess. I don't know. What, I don't know. I forgot what you told processed me. Processed carbs. Yeah, processed you know? carbs, things like that. Just watch what you eat kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, now I'm very conscious. And I did it. And guess what? I sleep better. I didn't get I, any better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't this get guy's a, This guy's a con artist. <laughs> the worst advice I've ever been given. Unfollow him home. on Twitter. <laughs> no, no. But like for real, it, it, it helped drastically. Just little things helped because over time, like it, it takes time, obviously. You can't just do it immediately. Like, oh, I'm just going to not eat bread today. And then, boom, next day you feel better. No, that's not how it works. Like, it takes time, right? So within a span of a week to two weeks, that's when I started feeling like, okay, I am on a good momentum right now. My head level is healthy. Um, I feel great. There's plenty of normal, natural energy, so I quit coffee. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's another thing about me. I just, I just like, if I see that, like, I have too much energy, I'll cut back on caffeine. Like, I'll just be like, nah, screw that. Keep it at a balance. You know what? Uh, sorry, you just mentioned caffeine, but I quit caffeine a couple days ago. Yeah. And even though it's just been a couple days, like two, maybe three-ish days, mm -hmm. the energy level is now, it's no longer, you know, like a roller coaster all day. It's much more it's a this. Steady... It's a steady decline. Yes. It's a fade out. Yeah. And it's not like a whole bunch of energy in the beginning of the day. It's like almost a straight line. Mm-hmm. And then exponentially just kind of starts to dip down towards yeah. bedtime. You're a little more clear-headed. Just how your body's naturally supposed to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Not jumping off the walls. Not like, you know, you get those caffeine jitters. You're like, Ooh. Bro, there's some coffee zealots out there. You tell them to cut, to cut out coffee and they're like... Wow. They, be become, like they become to, jihadis. It's like asking them to leave their religion. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Oh my God. Really? It yeah. is? Yeah. It's amazing. I can see that. I can see that. I know a lot of people like that. Which is, it's cool because they treat it more as like of a hobby. It's something that makes them happy. It's just something that they have grown up with. I know a lot of people that started drinking coffee at like five, dude. 
Well, that's yeah, crazy. But that's crazy. What people don't understand. What's crazier is the parents. <laughs> then again, like there are people I know that came from New York, and they're like, "Yeah, I'd have a cup of coffee like two in the morning after I eat." I'm like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> did you just like say? how? How do you do that?" Wait, he's, I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I just had dinner, two a.m. Have a little bit of coffee afterwards, some cake." And I'm like, "Two a.m. When yeah. do you go to bed? You know, like four thirty-five in the morning." Whoa, that's uh, when I wake up. <laughs> I was like, "What time do you get up?" And he was like, um, "I think it was." I think it was like noon or something. Mm. Noon or one what a was cr- when he started his day. What a shit schedule, dude. Well, for him, it made sense because he um he didn't have a lot going on during the day. You know, this was when he was in high school, and I think he was doing it virtually anyways. So he'd get up, just do his school for three or four hours, and then afterwards he would just go and try to play any gig that he could get his hands on or that he could mm. jump into. And so sometimes, since he was a jazz musician, that calls being out till like three or four in the morning. Yeah, sometimes it's, it is the circumstances. Yeah. I had a I had a client in uh, Cairo, so I had to <laughs> flip my entire schedule, dude. I was Damn. up till like three a.m. Yeah. Damn. Oh, one of my uh, sorry, this is a random one, but one of my uh, friends across the street from from him, there's this uh, kind of like middle aged dude, probably like uh, mid forties to early fifties ish, and uh, he wakes up. At like nine thirty at night, wow! And the reason for that is because um the majority of his business gets done in China, mm. I believe, which is so he has China. to he has to be on their time. That's way like that time zone is too spread apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, Somebody's got to do it though, man. Yeah, Somebody's got to get the job done. That's true. Yeah, but what people don't know about coffee is that it it actually heavily contributes to anxiety. Oh yeah, and it also it also can mess up somebody's health severely, especially if you're overly stressed mm-hmm. and you rely on caffeine as a as a as an, a crutch to get you up to feel awake. That can lead down a very uh, nasty road. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was turning into for me, and I'm like, I don't I don't know if I want this like right at the crack of dawn. Yeah, because that that feels a little weird. I I like, believe yeah. that certain like since we're all different individuals, we all take in caffeine differently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's just not for us. Yeah. Just, just accept it. I like the flavor. But here's the thing. I Yeah, I love the flavor of coffee. Like yeah. Just black coffee. Mm-hmm. Love it. Here's the thing. We don't give Brits shit for drinking tea, yet it can actually have as much, if not more, caffeine than coffee does. Yes. I was just here's, getting to that. Depending on which uh, type of tea it is. I've been get, I've been exploring tea for quite a while. I know you have too. Um, chamomile. And all I, I mean, I almost worked at a tea oh. shop in high school. Like, I love tea. That was almost my first job. Then I went in to fill out the application, and they had closed their doors like a day or two before. Oh, my God. Damn. They yeah. only take interviews in Boston. In Bo- I was here. What are you oh, talking just about? just kidding. Oh. Tea just talking about, boy? The tea party. <laughs> oh, God, dude, oh, you get, missed the joke, bro. I get bro. you, bro. I get you. But anyway, since we missed the joke, <laughs> we're going to go back to Ice Bats. I miss a history <laughs> joke, dude? Like, come on. I, I've said one before, too, but I don't think you, you were talking. We were talking about the French. And I was like, what? Did they surrender again? And then no one got it, and you guys just continue talking. <laughs> you know what? I'll find that clip. And <laughs> I Sometimes I just whisper things, guys. But, um, yeah, uh, tea, tea is a wonderful place to be, I think. I think it's if you like hot drinks and coffee, tea is a good place to be if you can manage to adjust to the taste of it. Also, to let people know, when your tea says... Uh, decaf or no caffeine, non-caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Usually, if I remember correctly, at least by the FDA standards, there has to be less than, I think it was five milligrams mm-hmm. 
of caffeine in it. So they can technically have caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, but it's such a minimal amount. It really yeah. doesn't even have yeah. an effect I, on I you. I was reading as a standard, it's usually across all brands and stuff that you find, it's usually three milligrams, which is nothing. Yeah. But my point there? is, if you have like a very adverse reaction to caffeine, that means you're going to want to go for your more like floral kind of teas that they don't really have caffeine in them to begin with. Maybe something like a chamomile lavender tea mm, that chamomile glycine alley. combo is just my magic. favorite maybe is maybe some uh, ginger turmeric Ooh, dude turmeric some, uh, what I've been on lately cherry cherry lemon tea Ooh. fire Ooh, fire not, no sugar nothing normally for me I'm not like a tea like I'm not a cherry tea guy because mm-hmm. it always tastes like cough syrup like hot cough yeah, syrup yeah it has, it has that candy cherry they're, okay, so it's like a no. This is just like a. It's like a more of an essence of cherry, but more oh. of a lemon taste. So it's a. So it's good. like the Lacroix of teas. It's the essence. Yes. It's the Lacroix it's the naturally essence. Yes. Assaults. It's like a cherry farted into your tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. when we say get adjusted the to whisper. the taste of tea, that doesn't mean putting like half a load of sugar in your tea, or like fourteen tablespoons. Yeah. Because I see people doing that a lot. That's too. something well, else. Course. That's something else that we should watch out for: sugar intake. Right, I have sugar, but I there are some days where I just be like, "All right, I know I already had one soda today, so I'm just gonna." I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not immune to it else. either. I fall into that trap. And then eleven o'clock hits, and I'm I'm eating sour patch. Well, the, <laughs> the big bummer with sugar, at least in terms of like large food corporations and people of that nature, is that back in the '90s we were semi-misled at least to believing that fats are like the worst thing that you can possibly consume for your body right it would just make you obese immediately like and your cholesterol levels would skyrocket and x y and z but it was only because it was a specific group of fats that were being added to the products that were Mm -hmm. bad right for some products they came naturally with fats now there's trans fats and saturated fats the saturated are the ones you want and the trans are the ones you don't want Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly yes and so a lot of these processed foods at the time, at least in the 90s, they had a good amount of trans fats, an okay amount of saturated fats, depending on what product you're buying from what brand, and they didn't have a lot of sugar, so they got the majority of their flavor from fat, right? Over time, mm-hmm. there was a phasing out of fat, zero fat, reduced fat, low fat, low fat, mm-hmm. you hear all of those things, but... In doing that, they got rid of the majority of the saturated fats, at least for the low-fat or half-fat ones, right? 50% fat. They got rid of the majority of saturated fats, kept a lot of the trans fats, and then to make up for it, they added a ton of sugar just so it actually tastes good. Mm. Or else it tastes products. like cardboard. Yeah. yeah. Like straight up, it would That's just terrible. taste like pure cardboard. Wow. And so they added sugar to a lot of these, and... You know, heart problems got worse, obesity problems raised, and everybody was standing around scratching their heads like, what could it possibly be? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. How many grams of Coke or how many grams of sugar are in a can of Coke? How many grams of sugar in my cereal in the morning? Yeah. How many grams of sugar are in this protein People bar? are easily passing 100, 100 grams a day. E- oh, minimum. that's so easy. Yeah. yeah. Very easy. Super yeah. easy. I would say it's more like 80. You surpass 80 quick. Around that like, range. Um. I, I came upon a article recently, um, and it was very interesting. It was two parents, mainly the mother. She was doing an experiment on her newborn child. Her newborn child is now 13 years old today, but 
uh, she claims that she is the healthiest child on planet Earth. And that's because <laughs> that's big claim. she did. She went out of her way to make sure that none of her foods have sugar in it. So she hasn't never consumed sugar in her entire life. Good for her. Really? Yep. It's good and for it's her. an ongoing experiment. Um, I just found it to be very weird because it's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Right? Because think about it. You can have bread and it'll have like one gram of sugar. Or could have a lot. We're going to have a lot. Well, right? bread itself. Either is... way, it's just, even though, even if it's like half a gram, that's still some sugar. But this mom is claiming that she she went out of her way and is, and just sacrificed everything in her life to make sure that her daughter does not have a single gram of sugar. A, a single v- anything of it's sugar. It's a very weird thing to obsess over, but yeah. at the same time, I can kind of understand yeah. where she's coming from. I yeah. think that is the weird side, because we see the, the weird obsession. It's like, why does this matter so much? But well, also, we live in a culture of sugar. Everything has sugar. I mean, we just said everything has sugar in it, but we also have holidays that are centered around foods enriched with sugar. Yeah. I mean, maybe not culturally speaking or traditionally, but traditions change over time. Like, for example, look at, I mean, Christmas. You give out candies, you drink eggnog, you have candy canes. Like, one of the staple foods, or at least the, you know, staple traditional things you'd eat at that time has the word candy in it. Yeah. You like, wouldn't have Halloween without the candy tradition. You wouldn't have Halloween without It's like candy. being blind. Exactly. Being blind to just sweet. It's wild, man. Even your birthday. Yeah. What's the main thing you eat on your birthday, Cake. traditionally Cake. speaking? Exactly. A big pan of just sugar, flour, eggs, and milk. That poor girl has no idea what cinnamon twists taste like. That is the downside. Yeah. However, if her mom went through the trouble of learning how to be like an excellent amazing cook i don't think she would even miss sugar because you can have some meals that are prepped with extremely minimal if no sugar at all which is how can you miss sugar if you never had it it's an excellent excellent point for me of course well by a lot biologically we're all (laughs) we're all we all adapted to you know get this influx of dopamine and serotonin from sugar so also i don't mean to be that guy but the child probably did drink some sugar in its time. From the milk. Yes. yes Every Everybody right. likes sugar. So, point is, mom. <laughs> Unless the mom went on, like, invalid. a year-long diet before she got pregnant of no sugar. Unless... I, she, I just don't know how it's possible. Or she dumped it all. Pumped it all out. And then just fed her, <laughs> Filtered like, out the sugar from... <laughs> no. Can you imagine? That would be sugar ridiculous. Out. I mean, she said she went to extreme measures to make sure. So, I don't know what those... Was she breastfed? Measures. I don't know. That's what we're that's, trying that's to. That's what we're, what we're talking to about. Decipher right now. Yeah. That's it. You're making a realization we talked about like two minutes. Yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has sugar. <laughs> yeah, it has no, no. sugar. But but he's in his own head. Just leave him. I'm in my own head. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but does she breathe? <laughs> but does she breathe? Yeah. Oh but I actually God. actually going back to the fats thing. I wish I mentioned that on the on the uh, obesity episode. Yeah, why didn't you? Because there's a part two, remember? <laughs> we, we were discussing a lot of things. We'll hey, probably hey. get into that in future. It's uh, a part two. There's a part two? Uh, yeah, there's actually three parts to it. Yeah, there's three parts to obesity. But yeah, those... I thought it was. I thought that was just health scares in the uh, U.S. and not like any given instance or like one specific instance like obesity rose 30% this year. <laughs> why did that happen? No, it's like things that have been causing Americans health issues for years. Yeah. Yeah. That, so yeah, obesity that was, was one the of them. I feel like the next one's probably going to be um, cardiovascular-related mm-hmm. illnesses, mm-hmm. which 
you could semi-tie pulmonary into that if you want to. There's going to be a lot of commonalities mm -hmm. between the three episodes. Yeah. There will be some overlap on a few of them, but... Yeah. Okay. The next one, I'm, I'm excited for the next one. Though. So, now that we talked about trans fats, saturated fats, sugars, and dieting, caffeine, all that in general, I... Do you think that in order... Like, let's just say I was addicted to sugar, right? And obviously, if it's not up to me... Maybe, it, like, if I were to just stop, you know, just stop consuming the sugar, I'm stopping the action of consuming, but mm -hmm. my body still craves it. Yeah. Now, I, I think, if I remember correctly, cold showers speed up the process of you getting over it. Indirectly, because cold, cold therapy taps into... So, cold therapy has been shown to improve uh, blood glucose, your mm -hmm. response to certain foods and how how that impacts blood glucose but also it taps into there are two different types of fat mm -hmm. there's visceral fat um and that so there's brown and white fat visceral fat is basically fat you st it's organ fat which is what you really want to get rid of this yeah and it's been shown that cold therapy has it impacts the good type of fat which i believe is the brown fat mm -hmm. and it gets rid of the white fat over time. So that's why uh, a lot of people, if you see them, like people that do, especially do laps or like one or two laps in cold water, because you can't sit there longer than three minutes because it hurts. Um, they usually have, it looks like they have just a tighter skin, mm -hmm. like frame, I guess. It's great for skin too. Is it? Yep. Hmm. There's nothing it can't cure, apparently. From it, what it's I'm amazing when you go into the science. It literally covers so yeah. many things. So scratch everything we said about obesity. All you need to do is <laughs> <laughs> cold shower, baby. Just jump in the cold water. Cold. No, no, no. Just jump in a lake nearby. You know, that's not how it works. Everything takes place and whatever. Um, it's just interesting. It's just interesting how one thing can actually change your life. It can. For the better, too. Yeah. Do you have anything function? in mind specifically? Or did you mention just in reference it's, to the cold showers? Uh, it, 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 referencing cold showers, but you, it's just like the day-to-day. -day, like, if you're alive today, you've lived every fucking day. So, you know that not every day was consistent. I think when you implement, you know, um, little parts of discipline like cold showers, you know, even though you don't want to do it, when you don't want to do it, that's when you should especially do it. That's how, you know, we get taught these things by the, it by the brings people up that are higher point, than us. Because, like, I, you don't look forward to a cold shower. So it, it also hits, like, it makes you tougher. It forces you to, like, go into a part, into an experience that you don't necessarily want to go into. Yeah. But, you know, once you get past the first 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. It's like if you're you chilling. Like, if you literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's like if you're introverted, but you like the ideas of Goggins then do that <laughs> you know because it's a little it, it does feel extreme even though it's just a, it's your daily use shower that you shower every day in <laughs> sometimes it's scary that's all <laughs> but like i think when especially when you're scared when you do it it hits better than the time that where you felt comfortable mm -hmm. yeah it just shocks you a different way and every time it's like the first time <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry, you said shock me. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Yeah. Um, also, you were talking about how one little thing that you can do during your day like changes your whole perspective on it. Yeah. And um, 
I did have an example in mind. Not that I was pre-prepared, of course. I'm not a psychic. But like... <laughs> or are you? I've been doing... Maybe. Ooh. I've been doing something recently um, at the end of every day where I'm lying in bed and I'm like just on the verge of about to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I'll think about every single thing I did that entire day from the moment I woke up till I ended up in that bed. Mm. And I know that sounds like, oh, that's so cliche, so generic. It's mm -hmm. like, no, but like think about it. Like actually take the time and realize that the spot you're in right now when you're falling asleep mm -hmm. was the exact one you woke up earlier that morning in. Got up, did all your shit. You got into a car. You drove somewhere. I'm just, What I'm saying is incredibly generic, right? Mm-hmm. You drove somewhere, you got all your work done, you went to a store to look for something. They didn't have what you wanted, so you went to this other store, which was like 15, 20 miles away, but you had to go get it because you needed this thing today mm -hmm. and not tomorrow or whatever. And then finally, it turns out they have it. Thank God. You got the extended warranty on it. You had to drive all the way back home now that you've gone so far out of your way. You've driven probably anywhere from 40 to 80 miles on average. Here's the thing. As I'm thinking about everything I did during my day, I like to think about it from the perspectives of people in the past, right? Mm. I was watching this video, for example, yesterday as I was falling asleep, I was reminded um, of exactly what I was doing through this video on YouTube. It's mm -hmm. by this guy called RCR, Regular Car Reviews. And he was driving a Model T, a Ford Model T, the originals, like from the 19, wow. I think it was 1923, 24 mm -hmm. version he was driving where original factory parts on that car came, were made out of cotton. And it's not the interior. It's like, you know, components that are actually mechanically driving the car, like the belt, were made out of cotton Damn. back in the day. Yeah, don't worry about it catching on fire <laughs> or anything. Like, yeah. in those cars, the way they operate is radically different. Like, today, we put the car in gear, we give it gas, and we go. If you have a manual transmission, you put it into gear, lightly let off the clutch as you let onto the gas, and you're moving. Back in the day, they basically had two different gearboxes on one car, and it was essentially on autopilot since you started the car. Hmm. So, like, the majority of the time, if you were in very low-speed scenarios, you'd leave it in first gear, which is a completely different type of transmission yeah. than second gear. Yeah. Now, this sounds very stupid, but my point is, the way that people back in the day used to look at cars, transportation, movement through space was radically different from how we view it today, mm -hmm. right? So I'm laying in bed, and I'm staring at the ceiling, and I'm thinking to myself, like, people back in the day wouldn't even, like, conceive of driving 80 miles. Like, if you had a Ford Model T, the most you were pushing that day was, like, 12 to 15. I couldn't even do a quarter of the stuff I wanted to do yeah. back then that I could do today. If you had one, too. Most exactly. people were on horses. They exactly. couldn't afford them. <laughs> and then that brings on a whole different type of problem it's like a car you have to feed yeah and brush <laughs> it's amazing i'm impressed by your practice before you go to sleep i know because it sounds... that's something that i keep to myself but since it's out there f it we'll, it sounds we'll crazy it. to people who don't self-reflect well i know it sounds weird but it also gives you an, a chance to like like you said self-reflection in the sense of you sit down you get to process everything that you did that day to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, it's kind of like a mental exercise. Right? It is. It's a mental exercise of organization, too, because yeah. uh, as we all have experienced, we have blurry days. Your weeks can feel like one day. 
sometimes, right? If you're mm -hmm. focused on one project or one assignment or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it could be like one family problem, right? It could feel like that week can feel like you didn't sleep at all and it was just all a blur, right? But that practice is good because it gets you to actually stop and think about what happened today. And then you get to realize that day by day when you go to sleep, that every day was different. It, it sections it out into little folders. What's funny is you said how sometimes uh, one day or a week can feel like one day. Mm -hmm. That was kind of what caused me to start doing it was it would freak me out during the school year. How um, like, you know, you're just doing work and then all of a sudden, oh, finals are here. Mm -hmm. What? Like, how did that shit happen? It's been three months. Like, yeah, yeah. How did we get here? No, straight up. It's like those memes you see. I don't I don't feel those anymore just because I practice this a lot. But it's just like, oh, March 1st and then day two, March 16th. You know, people are just like, and then everyone's freaking out, like, oh my God, dude, it's only been two days. How's it March 30? <laughs> and, and you can see how people, how that, that can go into like, yeah. oh, I spent 40 years of my life not thinking yeah. about anything meaningful. And now I'm like yeah. fucking miserable at 60. You know, what's another practice? You guys are going to laugh at this, but literally look at your phone and realize what date it is. No, that's not that's not funny. That's actually you'd the, be shocked. You'd be shocked. Yeah. You know how many people like I like for example, I'd be like or someone for for some reason would just be like, "Oh, hey, do you have a pen?" I'd be like, "Uh, yeah, I got one right here. Cool." And they'd be like, "Oh, damn. What's the date today?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, "Do you even know what day it is? It's Wednesday. Dude, it's Thursday." <laughs> my my dad's like, that "Oh, to me, god, dude. you know." The what thing that freaked me out was my dad did that. He yeah. was like, "I'm like, "Oh, you know, it's Wednesday. We don't have shit to worry about." And he's like, you know it's Tuesday, right? I'm like, what? This is a problem. Well, I, think <laughs> I think it's a double-edged sword because I, I would prefer a lifestyle where I don't think about, I don't necessarily think about what day it's, it is. Like whether it's, it's a, a weekend or a Monday, I feel the same exact way about my life. I enjoy it. Yeah. So I don't have to place a particular importance on what the date is yeah that's because you probably are just disciplined in other areas so you have a form of practice that just takes care of that mm. does that make sense this might be a bizarre example but the reason i use it as like yeah. a neurological like a a brain game if you want to call it that mm. is because if you look at older generations and i'm talking about people that endured the great depression went through stuff like world war ii their ability to name when events happened and like the day it happened and the exact intricacies of every last detail impeccable. is astonishing yeah, impeccable. for their age. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not going to be that guy. Like, definitely. I will not be that guy when I'm older unless you I try to remember what happens on every day. And I don't mean memorize it to a T like they are, but just have the cognizance of be able to yeah. and awareness to be like, oh, I remember like March or like, you know, March 2019, that's when shit was going down or 2020. Well, yeah, if there's that's a when it was going down. Yeah. I think if there's a strong enough emotion attached to a date, particular date, then you're, you're more likely yeah. to remember it. So that's why people that have journals, they know exactly what day it is. Like if you made, if, if you've worked a normal job, you've made 40K max salary per year, and then you make a million dollars a year through whatever, whatever investment you have, that's that day is going to stand out to you. You're going to mm. remember that probably until the day you die. You're right, but I think you would still be surprised by how many people just miss the date and just go the day I won or the mm. year I won. Yeah. 2021 was my year, dude. It wasn't a specific date. Every like year is my year. I don't know. I don't know. There's many ways to think about it. But 
Self-discipline. That's where it's all at. That's where it's all at. That's right, baby. Self-discipline. And uh, I would like for y'all to discipline yourselves, too, by listening to every single episode we've ever put out. <laughs> uh, I know it's listen, a lot to ask, listen, but this might the, sound that's like how a it lot, starts. So you want I, a great life. This might sound like a lot, but I have literally listened to every single Joe Rogan experience episode up to date. I'm not even going to clap for you. That's just... Well, when I was younger, that's 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 when I was younger, I was so obsessed with podcasts. I was like, I have to get through all of that shit, and I did. No, it's not a waste of time. It's just like cool, I guess. Yeah, weird flex, but okay. It's a dorky. Everyone has their own thing. That's why. That's why I respect so many people. Everyone, just do you. Do you? If if that's you, that's awesome. That's why we're friends. I don't do it anymore, of course. But (laughs) what do you mean? You come on, dude. We share episodes. (laughs) We share episodes, bro. Yeah. But anyway, guys. The 2 a.m. Buddhist challenge. It Listen is. to every I, single one of our episodes back to back in one closed. sitting. Exactly. No reward. I don't even know how. No, there will be a reward if you, you film yourself doing it. Ooh. How long is that video going to be? Long a long video. video. Yeah, it's going to be, it's over, gonna be over 79 hours. You have to be meditating <laughs> yeah. for multiple days. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, guys. 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 What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you take away from this? What do you take away from this? Huh? Take cold showers. I'm taking a cold shower when I get home because oh, I'm yeah. very sweaty right now. Oh, and yeah. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm actually so ready for a cold shower right now as well. Yeah. Cut out the coffee. And Cut out the bullshit day. and listen to the 2 a.m. podcast, exactly. baby. Send us out. Yes. All right, guys. You know where to find us. We are on YouTube at the 2 a.m. podcast. Please like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell because you do not want to miss a video. Also, we have a clips channel. I'm sure you guys have heard. It's the 2 a.m. clips. The 2 a.m. clips. We're going to be uploading daily pretty much every single day uh, throughout the week. Um, Also, follow us at the 2 a.m. podcast on Instagram where we share memes, funny Zade roast, Logan's music. Ooh. My sick-ass portraits, and much more. Do not miss a single thing, guys. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Until next time. I have an announcement. You do? I do. (gasps) This is for all of you listening out there. This is, we need all parties. We are calling all members, all listeners of the 2AM podcast to come together in unison to roast the shit out of all of us, specifically yes. Zade. Especially but everybody's me. welcome. <laughs> we'll put up some Instagram highlights. Yeah, we so are excited yeah. for you, the audience, to roast us to as as hard as you can. Burn us to a crisp. Send us to the deepest layer of hell. Scorch us. Whatever works for you. <laughs> Just make sure you're making fun of us. And make sure you're having fun making fun of us. Exactly. Because, because we want to hear what you guys think of us <laughs> in the most positive, ridiculous way possible. Yeah. So with that being said, roast the hell out of us. And until next time, peace. peace.